And I, I like how dive bars for me went from karaoke nights to pool nights now. So I guess it's growing up. Kind of going on, yeah. <laughs> growing up for sure. That's maturity. Yeah. No more no more dancing along to Venga Boys at one AM. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Now I'm playing pool along to Venga Boys at one <laughs> Roughly 24 to 92 hours ago, Stab's team of comedy scientists commissioned three specific humorists to give various potentially comedic takes on several random topics, which they will now perform for the first and likely last time in front of a live studio audience in a show called... <laughs> Stab. Welcome to Stab, the show that proves sometimes the void just won't stare back. Let's introduce tonight's panel. Our first panelist once caught more flies with vinegar than honey just to prove a point. She's a hilarious comedian. It's Christy Farley. Our second panelist can guess any email password if you give them long enough. He's a producer at Convention Con. It's Daniel Kessinich. And our third panelist goes to random strangers' funerals and leaves a post-it note on coffins that reads, I win, and just walks away. He's Stab's favorite son. It's Tyler Kinney. And I'm your host, Jesse Jones. We are aware of the thick smoke and noxious fumes I emit during the first three segments. I take a while to warm up. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Stab Show. Still afraid of the outside world, but for reasons different than yours. Let's meet tonight's panelists. Christy, hey there. Uh, hey. <laughs> oh, I thought I missed you more than I did. Wait, that sounds bad. Uh, <laughs> turns out, turns out you've only been uh you've only been gone for about 7 months, but it's felt longer. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How have you been? Pretty good. <laughs> We're going to do the whole show like yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> just back and forth in this passive-aggressive case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, anything exciting going on? Just regular, regular rigmarole day-to-day, just grinding through with, uh, I believe you described it as just a... Uh, <laughs> how did you describe work? Just constant screaming. <laughs> Howling nightmare. Howling nightmare. That's what it was. Howling nice. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, the American dream, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I, all I get for it is this crappy one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the American dream has gone from American dream to howling nightmare. So <laughs> I'm not sure what you're expecting. <laughs> Just be glad it's not a studio. Cherish that extra wall. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, we are so super happy to see you again, Christy. And now that I know where to, now that I know where to find you, oh, you're going to get bothered so much to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Good to have you, Christy. <clears throat> Daniel Kesanich. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> you know. How you doing? <laughs> Just doing the things. Uh, missing convention con. We'll talk later. We'll talk I'll later talk about later. about getting it back up here. So looking forward to it. Uh, I I did have an ABBA story that I don't want to get too far from me. Sure. Um, so and like it's kind of it, it's kind of dark, but just wait it out. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so in like 2019, uh, uh, my uncle had gotten into a car accident and he was like in the hospital, like in a coma. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like taking time off work to be with my family and be there or whatever. Uh, but it gets depressing at the hospital after a few hours. Sure. Uh, so, but this hospital had like a, in the lobby, they had like a piano that like anyone could just go play. Uh, so I went out there with no, almost no prior piano knowledge and uh for whatever reason was possessed to look up how to play dancing queen by abba on piano and yeah i was out there for a good like hour and a half and in that hour and a half i got the 
first 15 seconds of Dancing Queen on fucking lock. <laughs> uh, like, I know exactly where to be. <laughs> and uh, as I was progressing past it, this uh, the receptionist comes up to me. And it's just like, hey, <laughs> I I get it. ABBA, Dancing Queen, it's a good song. But we could only take the first 15 seconds of it <laughs> for so long. And then uh, they asked me to stop playing the piano. <laughs> and wow. then my uncle died sometime later. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was because of the, the lack of ABBA in the air or what. But... You monsters! Daniel learning the key, learning the piano was the only thing keeping him alive. Uh, <laughs> you can hear dancing queen from from a block away. <laughs> it was his touchstone. It was keeping him grounded. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, okay, because. <laughs> Because I I was wondering for a second, um, like where it got really dark. Because sure, hospital, <laughs> sure, all of that's dark. And then like an afterthought. Oh, P.S. He also died. But no, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, he was also my last uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have like eight uncles at one point. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn okay uh, well um so we've got two we've got two abba stories so far we'll we'll, we'll see how many more we accrue uh, uh thanks daniel <laughs> uh, oh good to see you uh, uh sorry i never got to meet any of your uncles uh <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, uh, <laughs> hey, how are you? Pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I killed a cousin with the Bee Gees. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> We didn't need any more. <laughs> no, good to see you, Tyler, as always. That just seemed like we might as well. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Now I feel bad. Hi, Tyler. Good to see you. <laughs> Never get to see Tyler, and then I cut off his intro just because it was funny. Ugh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's just do it. Segment one, <clears throat> reorganization. Please take the following acronym and reimagine it. Who or what might it now represent? Sometimes acronyms just jump out at me and putting together reorganizations a breeze. Then there's times like this one when I refresh and refresh and refresh and nothing grabs me. Then after wasting so many minutes of my life to over-scrutinizing phrase shortening, you just want it all to end. And you just decide, fine, this one has beaver in it. That'll fucking do! And that's how <laughs> we've landed on today's acronym BFP. The code for Beaver Falls Airport. Yes, see, it's BFP instead of BFA. That makes it interesting, right? No, no, you're right, it doesn't. So, <laughs> indeed, uh, instead, let's, uh, let's make it interesting on our own. And forget about Beaver Falls Airport and tell me what else BFP might stand for or represent to you. Christy, let's hear your BFP. Have you ever been a few corn dogs deep at a county fair and had to make a beeline for the bee room? Of course you have. This is America. Unfortunately, all too often, there are no defecation stations that offer both comfortable seats and greasy fried meats. Well, my clogged colon counterpart, let me tell you what. I may have a solution you never knew you needed. Bacon-filled porta potties no, you didn't just hear the soft, elegant siren of a real-life earthbound angel. 
That was just me saying the words bacon field porta potty. <laughs> now hop in and take a ride on our soft padded, genuine leather heated seats. Our voice activation feature keeps your hands clean and your mind at ease. Simply say wipe and the patent pending heaven's touch auto wiper will clean you up as gentle as if you're a neighbor. <laughs> Almost zero accidental penetration incidents have been reported. <laughs> Prefer something a little bit more thorough? No problem, friend. After your wipe up, say wash. And our bidet feature will spray your undercarriage as clean as if you were a newborn baby. <laughs> The water is 98.6 degrees, so you barely even know it's there. Still not impressed? Good. We saved the best for last. Simply whisper, feed me. And a bucket of freshly fried bacon will appear at face level for your munching pleasure. I mean, you're making room anyway, am I right? So next time you need to go, on the go, Choose bacon-filled pork o potty. <laughs> oh man, I realize I realize it was a little late, uh, but you did have me at <laughs> bacon feed bag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at the same time, nothing has a zero percent failure rate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Practically no accidental insertion. You can't ask for it. <laughs> and the last, the last thing that I took, um, you have to pronounce that H in hype to be able to get wiped. Hype, <laughs> hype. Oh. My grandma says wash. My grandma says wash. Yeah, it's for her. Yeah. It's for you. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Christy. Oh, all right, Daniel. <laughs> you think you wrote something too? <laughs> I do. I do think I wrote something as well. No, I am looking forward to. Let's, Daniel. Let's hear your BFP. How's it going, hacksaw Jim Duggan Middle School? My name is David Weatherby, and I'm here this afternoon to warn you of the dangers associated with punk music and punk culture. Did you know that at any given moment, you or someone you love is susceptible to joining a ska band? <laughs> Lucky for you, I came up with a two-step checklist so you know which of your friends and classmates will try to get you into Real Big Fish or Goldfinger. <laughs> so when you want to find out which of your classmates are too punk for you, just look at their hair and remember, be F P B bleached. <laughs> Is their hair bleached? <laughs> B <laughs> F frosted. Mm. Is their hair frosted? <laughs> F. And uh, if the answer to either of those is yes, then you got yourself P punk. <laughs> so bleached, frosted, yep, punk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Daniel. That's all I had. Oh. <laughs> I thought I had more. <laughs> no, that's entirely enough. Uh, this this is a very important <laughs> uh, assembly at uh, Axaw Jim Duggan Middle School. Uh, <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta know. <laughs> Who's going to skank your life, kids? <laughs> yeah. It's the devil's music permeating the airwaves. <laughs> Have you ever seen a horn? <laughs> well, then chances are you've been exposed to sky. <laughs> oh, God. Bleach frosted punk. All right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Tyler, let's then hear your BFP. Uh, BFP. 
is the next hot cryptocurrency. <laughs> Invest in BFP and watch your wealth increase. What is BFP? Well, most cryptos derive their value from complicated blockchain algorithms. Not so with BFP. BFP is the first organic crypto because BFP is short for barf fungible puke. <laughs> Your friend got some bad clams? Buy that barf. Your stepsister drank too much at her bat mitzvah? Purchase that puke. Before you know it, you're going to be King Ralph of Vomit Mountain. Strategize with other pukies on how micro trades can increase your puke pile. If the value of puke dips, then you transfer your barf into puke. If puke is looking shaky, then you go two fingers deep into the throat of the barf market. Never before has the back of an Uber been your gateway to early retirement. Never before has a pregnant woman's morning nightmare been your ticket to financial independence. Finally, your alcoholic uncle can get out of debt instead of just ruining funerals, all by investing in the inherent fungible value of barf and puke. Does BFP make sense? Uh, does Bitcoin make sense? Does Dogecoin make sense? Does working all your life for a faceless evil corporation in the hopes that they'll have your back when you inevitably get cancer makes sense? Of fucking course not. So get in early, cash out your inheritance, and start investing in barf and puke. I was, I was noticing halfway through that it did make as much sense to me as cryptocurrency. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We've Just all don't think about it. <laughs> We've all decided to assign value to this, so I guess that means it exists. All right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Get get in early. <laughs> that that newborn is just spitting up riches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> Segment two. Oh, it's bootlegged. Ah, yes. <clears throat> Creativity doesn't always have to mean coming up with a whole new idea on your own and making something completely unique from thin air. Sometimes you can just get by with the slightest changes, the most minor tweaks, and voila! You've got your very own brand newish enough that you can call it your own and leave the rest of it to the courts to decide if they ever get that far. And so it is in Bootleg It, where you're tasked with taking these world-renowned successful properties and giving us your dollar store, flea market, bargain bin, knockoff, counterfeit, or bootleg version of each of them. So, uh, I don't know who's done Bootleg It here, but uh, one, 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 you know, it's the second segment. You guys get the mechanics by now. We've been doing this eight and a half years. <laughs> Okay, uh, so one at a time, we'll go get your knockoffs, starting with uh, Christy. Let's hear your knockoff, Ocean's Eleven. From the makers of Ocean's Eleven, it streams six and a half. Do you, do you pee ten times a night due to an undiagnosed enlarged prostate? No worries. With stream six and a half, you only get up to go six and a half times. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to get up three and a half less times? <laughs> stream six and a half. It's <laughs> fair. Uh, that's, that's so many less times. <laughs> uh, I can just assume the uh, the half is just. It's urgent when you're when you're dreaming that you're trying really hard to pee and then you get up and then it's oh shit it's happening now. Yeah, you piss a little on yourself, uh -huh. mm -hmm. which I have totally done. Oh yeah, it took a long time to realize uh, I'm dreaming of trying really hard to pee. That means wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, human body, you're weird. Uh, <laughs> Daniel, let's hear your bootleg Ocean's Eleven. 
<clears throat> Coming this fall to TLC UK, we're head over to Newbridge, Ireland to visit a local man, Martin Ocean, and his near dozen kids on Ocean's Eleven. Tuesdays at 8 p.m., TLC UK. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I would have a I would I would have a hard time um, being convinced that doesn't already exist. So <laughs> totally sounds like a thing. <laughs> All right, Tyler, then let's wrap up our Ocean's 11. What's your bootleg version? A half dozen puddles, a star-studded action flick where a hastily assembled band of outlaws navigate a wet alley trying to avoid getting their topsiders wet. They aren't skilled burglars, and this isn't the heist of the century. This is six frat boys trying to illegally dump a soiled sofa bed behind an Arby's in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell <Hella> dumb. <laughs> I love the choice of an Arby's. <laughs> Sometimes you you can't just call for the the large item pickup and you just gotta drop it yourself. <laughs> Frat boys don't even know that exists. You can call and have somebody pick this up. Well, well yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, that's one. We got two more, guys. Uh, <laughs> Christy, let's hear then the first shot fired in uh, Bootleg Muppet Babies. Okay, so it's Muppet Babies, but instead of M Muppet Babies, it's their new line of drag queen plush toys, and it's called Tuck It Ladies. <laughs> Show your fierceness from the catwalk while lying in bed at home and sashay away in Tuck It Ladies. <laughs> it's really tired. <laughs> no, I, I, I could see a little, uh, a little Velcro strap of tape that you can <laughs> attach and detach to your tucket lady. <laughs> it makes the same sound. Right. Uh, Daniel, let's then hear your bootleg Muppet Babies. Uh, Muppet Rabies is a new three-part vice series airing on HBO Max following the tragic tale of Gonzo, his love for chickens, and his even bigger love for chicken fingers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I don't I don't wanna think about what that means. <laughs> There's a lot of directions that, that my mind takes it and none of them are good, so let's just um <laughs> let's get out of that mind mindset. <clears throat> and uh like it's gonna get better hearing Tyler's <laughs> knockoff <laughs> Muppet babies. <laughs> Sock puppet fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> Dripping wet athletic socks go on adventures wherever they find them. In uteruses or prom bathrooms. <laughs> learning life lessons and singing songs along the way. Except they can't learn anything because their brains aren't developed and their singing sounds like the wailing gurgle of creatures not meant for life. Now on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Sock <laughs> puppet fetuses. Yeah. <laughs> the wailing gurgle. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> Let's finish up bootlegging it then. Uh, can this get worse? I don't know. We're starting from something bad. Can you corrupt that? We'll see. Uh,. <laughs> Christy, let's hear your bootleg, Breaking Bad. Okay, so this is Walter White's halter bike. And <laughs> it's a bike that you can only ride when you're wearing a halter top. 
So you need to blow up an adversary pushing on your turf. You ride up on your Walter White halter bike, and they'll know you mean business. That was, yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure how it how it locks up. How how do it know if you're not wearing a halter top? <laughs> does it have to like does it scan your midsection and if it detects fabric it, it won't start? <laughs> you drive it, you drive it with your boobs. <laughs> you just mm. All right. Daniel, what are you at? Uh skateboarding has been around for a little while now. And while the sport continues to grow in a traditional sense, one YouTuber slash skater, Cody Dilson, wanted to take the sport to new highs. Regular skating didn't do the trick for him anymore, so Cody tried skating on meth, and breaking <laughs> rad was born. <laughs> Never again do you need to ask yourself, I wonder if someone can do a tray flip while carrying a muffler in a tube TV, because Cody and breaking rad got you covered. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'd I'd like to see a a CRT grind. <laughs> oh, that's thirty two inches and weighs sixty five pounds. <laughs> How are you doing that, Cody? Uh, yeah, a meth head on a skateboard will yeah. <laughs> absolutely do it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Daniel and uh, <laughs> Tyler. Let's wrap up bootlegging with your knockoff Breaking Bad. Denting distasteful. It's a Netflix series about approaching the line of unpleasantness, but never breaking through it. <laughs> In the first binge-watchable episode, a dude asks a guy, how was your weekend? And the guy just kind of groans and shrugs like, oh, you know, which isn't rude, but it's definitely not pleasant. This guy is denting distasteful. Is he exercising his narcissistic demons while building a criminal empire? No. But he is working through some emotional issues while being employed at Kinko's. <laughs> Denting distasteful on Netflix or Hulu or who cares. <laughs> I don't know, fucking Paramount Plus. I don't know what anything is anymore. There's too much. Mubi. <laughs> I just signed up for Mubi. <laughs> M-U-B-I. You want to watch weird... Art films from the seventies. You got to pay five bucks. Not, not to be oh, no. not to be confused with, I believe Tubi is also Tubi. That's <laughs> another one. Yeah. That's where you can watch the uh, most extreme elimination challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? I feel bad for Pluto. They were ahead of that game, and then they got <laughs> passed by everybody. All right. <laughs> I liked Pluto so for a minute I. there. Yeah. <laughs> Depression. <laughs> <laughs> and now you've got individual channels for each season of the real world? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> too much, Pluto. Too much. Uh, <laughs> speaking of too much, it's segment three. It's celebration time. I trotted out every once in a while, and this time I did two things. I'd, I'd, I'd only been doing one. To make it nice and fair again, but no, we're back to two things to celebrate. You'll understand in a second. I know, some of you might not have listened to all 270 episodes. I'm cutting you a break. Uh, celebration time. Things, things happening are what we use to mark the passage of time. Otherwise, the sun goes up, life is futile, and the sun wanders away again. One day bleeds into the next, and oblivion marches ever forward. With no way of knowing we were ever... Even or, uh, no way of knowing we ever even existed at all. So, in celebration time, I have to reread these. I write them Tuesday and then I don't read them again. This is what happens. <laughs> I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> in celebration time, we ask that you tell us how you've been celebrating the anniversaries of these particular events that took place on this very day in years gone by. So, what have you been doing with these things, huh? Uh, Christy, <laughs> on this day in 1692, uh, <laughs> in the Massachusetts Bay Colony, Bridget, I believe it's Bishop, uh, how did I pronounce, how did I type Bishop, uh, Bridget Bishop uh, is the first witch hanged as a part of the Salem Witch Trials. This day, 1692, <laughs> isn't that fun? Um, <laughs> how have you been 
celebrating this, Christy? So to celebrate the anniversary of the first witch being hanged, I spent my day doing things women could not do back then for fear of being labeled a witch. (laughs) So the first thing I did was math. And then I decided to read a book. And the deciding to read a book is actually two and one because, like, I made a decision for myself. And then I read a book. Oh. And then next, I spoke to a man who had not first spoken to me. Oh. <laughs> and then I had, like, a super heavy period. And then I showed disdain for things I don't like. And then I was like, I'm going to develop interests of my own. And in the name of retribution, I hanged an innocent man. That's nice. (laughs) Sounds like a full day. (laughs) I mean, I, I just hope that you cut corners where you could and you chose to read a math book. So there you go. You got three all in one and you can just pile it on here. Let's not dilly dally. <laughs> oh, thank you, Christy. And I apologize for humanity. Uh, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, yes. Uh, I realize I cut some. Tyler's the only one that got the double dip. Okay. Uh, Daniel, uh, on this date in 2007, the Sopranos series finale aired on HBO. How have you been celebrating that fact? Each year on the 10th of June, for the past 15 years, my family and I have gone to the old spaghetti factory in hopes of summoning Tony Soprano. At the end of our meals, we chant, I've eaten my pasta, I've eaten my spumoni, I've been a good little mobster, now give me my Tony. We've been unsuccessful this whole time, uh, but we know we'll get him. We'll get him to show up one day. It's the Soprano way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old spaghetti factory. Uh, I was gonna say when you're there, your family, but that's not right. That's the wrong one. That's <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Daniel. One of these days. One of these days, G- Gandolfini will just pop up in front of you. <laughs> uh, all right, Tyler, then. Uh, they're, they're related. There's a reason. Uh, on, on this date, in 1829, the first boat race between the University of Oxford and the University of Cambridge takes place on the Thames, or the Thames, uh, the Thames, the Thames in London. While, not that long uh, after, in 1854, the United States Naval Academy graduates its first class of students. So how about those things, then? <laughs> well, to celebrate these events, let me just say sorry. I was, like, out of ideas. Um, <laughs> well, to celebrate these events, I fashioned a river, a river Thames of sorts on my bare chest and abdomen. <laughs> And then I graduated a large class of students into my navel. <laughs> what I mean to say is I cranked off on my tum-tum. <laughs> sure, it wasn't as sporting as a brisk boat race in foggy old London town, but in terms of humidity and energy expended, it might as well have been. And there was, was there an inspiring commencement speech? No, but I did grunt some words of encouragement to myself like, come on, shoot. And shoot it. And you're going to gunk so hard. (laughs) Was this the first class of naval seamen graduating from my scrotal academy? By no means. I haven't missed a day in over two decades. Not that it's a competition like some British boat race. (laughs) My only opponent has been depression and finding the time. But perhaps I should get some kind of trophy for the dedication. Maybe I should be honored for this achievement. Ultimately, that's not for me to say. So yeah, I had a historical and patriotic themed wank sesh, and that's how I celebrated this day. And every day. (laughs) 
<laughs> it just happened to make more sense today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so nah. much gunk. All right. <laughs> oh, again, I apologize for humanity. Segment four: <laughs> it's dating profiles. Oh, it's a perfect transition. Uh, it's nice to spend some time with a certain special someone, but before you can get there, you gotta scour all around the yuck that is the general public, and find that certain special someone through all that noise. With Dating Profile, you're tasked with creating the dating profiles for the following persons, places, things, or what have yous. Looking to make that love connection. Christy! I don't, I'm not sure why I needed to snap at you. Christy! <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this uh, sort of... <laughs> Sort of works with the last. I don't know. I'm trying to make connections. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your dating profile from a book of stamps with social anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> One foot tall, four inches thick, musty, dusty, and problems with trusty. <laughs> Old in the attic where it's cold and been through a flood, so I'm spotted with mold. <laughs> I've had hundreds of famous faces between these covers, so if you're looking for someone with experience, I'm your book. I have my own place in the credenza behind the coffee table between the books that haven't been moved in years. So pull me out. Blow me off and show me a good time. I'm the I'm the only lone loner with a strange old tiny eccentric interest. I'm a I'm a hobby. Please <laughs> That's my thing, bro. Oh so good. Uh <laughs> and it made even it, it made more sense <laughs> being a, a stamp collecting book rather than just like the book of you know like forever stamps that you <laughs> <laughs> so you took it in a, a different direction even i appreciate that i always do uh daniel then <laughs> daniel then i don't know uh <laughs> let's hear your dating profile <clears throat> for a public park <laughs> with imposter syndrome i don't know I just thought of things and then gave them crippling angst. I don't know. This was a weird dating profile. <laughs> Public park with imposter syndrome. Hi. Uh, I'm Douglas J. Pepperton Park. Uh, I'm pretty much open to anything. Uh, pick up games of basketball, picnic, picnics on a Saturday afternoon, handball, drinking four loco under the bleachers. I'm great with kids. <laughs> I have two swing sets, a rock wall, an astroturf soccer field. Don't mind the playboys under the oak tree. I'm just holding them for a friend. <laughs> uh, last summer, the goth kids burned down my bathroom <laughs> by lighting their textbooks on fire. But lately, they've been smoking weed in there, so they're kind of my best friends. <laughs> uh, <upset that. laughs> uh, whether it be organized sports, a relaxing day off, or just somewhere to do with it. Douglas J. Peter Pepperton Park <laughs> is always available. <laughs> oh, Douglas. I was trying to shoehorn the, <laughs> no. the imposter syndrome. but no, I, It was underlying. We felt it. <laughs> oh, you do whippets in public? What are we, is that not a, I don't know. <laughs> Hey, you'd be surprised at the amount of CO2 cartridges you just see walking That's around true. in public parks. I didn't <laughs> it's think always there. <laughs> yeah. There was one, yeah, uh, like in a gutter on a morning walk. It was just there for weeks. Just this one can. <laughs> All right. Anybody going to pick that up? No? All right. Just a reminder of a good time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, perhaps this is just a North Sacramento thing. <laughs> no. No, I I related a little bit uh, too much. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tyler, then let's. Uh, it's everybody then. Why why have I fallen on this affectation? You know what? If I don't draw attention to it, nobody else will notice. Moving on, Tyler. 
<laughs> let's hear uh, your dating profile. Mm, yes. For <laughs> a bag of marshmallow mateys with delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Are you looking for a part of a complete breakfast that was a big part of your incomplete childhood? <laughs> then I am the 32-ounce resealable bag for you. I'm the king of the cereal aisle, looking for my queen, a sexy cereal consumer that knows exactly what they want. And exactly what they want is a loosely nautical-themed cereal that won't break the bank, but might just blow out their back. Sure, you've been with other cereals. Sure, they might have been sold in boxes and had name brands. But what's that compared to the masculine symbolism of a bowl full of anchors and unnaturally colored marshmallows? Sure, marshmallow is a generous term for what I offer. It's more like a truck stop dinner diner mint that got dried out in the sun. But whatever you call them, you're glad they're there. Just consider the alternatives. Some fucking flakes in a bag that's also in a box. That's some beta shit. You can't even reseal that bag. What, are you just going to roll it up and hope the ants don't get in? If that's the life you want to live, then keep scrolling. And before you consider other bag cereals like Fruity Dino Bites... Just know, I'm not some lame, soggy pebbles that'll turn your milk pink and give you colon cancer. I have marshmallows, baby. I'll turn your milk gray and give you rectal cancer. I'm, I'm the cereal that you want. Let me fill your bowl and we could be marshmallow mateys. And I'm sorry I wrote that down. <laughs> Man, I know I I took the wrong thing out of that, but now, I now I want to try a cereal with, with with butter mints instead of marshmallows. You you got me. That sounds good. Oh, that might actually soften them up to the appropriate. You know what? I'm just living in my own my own breakfast world at this point. Uh, that finally brings us to segment five. Oh, I know, I know, but don't worry. You'll be able to hear this again, like, soon as a podcast, or you could just slam this baby right back on after we finish. Oh, 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 oh gunk. All right, segment, <laughs> segment five. It's location, location, location. Uh, this took an interesting, uh, themed route, uh, this week. See if you can spot it. Uh, <laughs> when a business idea strikes... You can't always make sure the place you find yourself in is the best suited for your services. In location, 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 you've all started businesses in locations that might not be the most logical venues for said business. But explain to us anyway why we should still buy your wares regardless. Christy, <clears throat> you <laughs> are a psychic medium in the world of the Pac-Man games. In the neighborhood full of ghosts, it pays to know someone who you can tell where to find the magical floating fruits. You, you, you need to eat them to turn the ghosts into different colors and they flashing, and then you chase and eat them. But here, at Madame Carlisle's psychic medium to the wide mouth yellow floppy people. We have everything you need. Gesundheit. You're going to sneeze in three minutes. Okay. Conveniently, conveniently we're located across from the floating cherry. And if you get eaten by the ghosts, there's no refunds. Okay. Offer is void where prohibited, and your results may vary. Oh, God damn it. Oh, thank you, Christy. Oh, so happy to have you back. Uh, so, um, 
I don't know if there is a place. How about you tell us? Where, uh, where, where can folk find and enjoy Christy Farley outside of, you know, this very specific episode of The Stab Show? <laughs> yeah, you got to know somebody. I'm very exclusive <laughs> these days. No, um, follow my dog on Instagram. It's InstaHam. Insta underscore ham. Four A's. Three A's were taken. <laughs> <laughs> Insta ham. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take what you can get out there in the <laughs> in the social medias. Don't <laughs> don't I know it? Jesse P. Jones on Twitter, some guy that worked in a Texas pizza place that hasn't tweeted in ten years. <laughs> <sighs> it it's not what I wake up screaming every day. Uh, <laughs> someday it will be mine. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Christy. <clears throat> Daniel, let's hear your pitch. You provide conflict resolution services in the world of the Mortal Kombat games. As a conflict resolution specialist, it is my duty to go where conflict is happening so I can, fi so I can finally be resoluted. <laughs> I had to really sit down and think about where I wanted to be and where I needed to be. I knew Earthrealm was the only place for me. There are literal spikes lining the walls of the city <laughs> and vats of acid everywhere you look. That's not to mention all the daily outbursts of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Yes, I get it. Everyone wants to be the last one standing. But honestly, I just don't get why Scorpion, why, why Scorpion can't just wait, it out, wait out the inevitable death of all his loved ones for decades like the rest of us. <laughs> It's tough work, and falling out Sub-Zero's opponents is honestly a thankless job, but I love what I do, and if anyone's got a <laughs> resolute Earth Realm, it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> why, why, can't, why, can't Scorpion being, why can't Scorpion be demanding that a civil discourse get over here? Uh, <laughs> uh, Daniel, where where can folk uh, enjoy you know the things that Daniel Kesnich does on the internet uh, between appearances here? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, gelato dot aficionado. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I really like the slant rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to explain that. Nope. <laughs> we, we all appreciated it equally. Well, thank you, Daniel. Uh, and I'm sure as we crack open the doors around here, we'll see you again soon as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and Tyler, you, you know what? You got any projects going on? Anything that uh, that people could be checking out? I, I try. I try every time. I try. <laughs> uh, I'm just living. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's better. Sorry, right? that's all right. Just get out Just being there. Being a person, <laughs> try my best to be a person. Oh, <laughs> you don't desperately need the constant approval of strangers. <laughs> oh, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't seek it out. Um, <laughs> if you if you can ever escape it, don't, don't yeah. look back. Just keep going. Oh. <sighs> All right. I'm the Tyler. quiet desperation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just from afar. Just, no, that looks nice. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Let's wrap up this segment, this episode, uh, this this night. We're all, we're all going to go sleepy buys. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your uh, business pitch here, closing out location, location, location. You are a pharmaceutical company. Attempting to establish yourself in the world of the Mario Brother games. <laughs> okay, quiet down. Quiet down, you stumpy 8-bit eight eight freaks. <laughs> Thank you for coming to this community meeting about the exciting future of discount pharmaceuticals in your community. I got discount pharmaceuticals to solve all the ails of Mario World. Antibiotics, probiotics, anti-diarrheal, hell, pro-diarrheal, if that's what you need. <laughs> Mario? Mario, is it? I can tell by your slurred speech and your tremors that clearly you have an alarming level of CTE. 
breaking <laughs> bricks with your head? Seriously. <laughs> well, we have some pills that'll stave off the seizures and inevitable dementia, but there is no cure. We can only slow your decline. You, toad guy. I bet I bet you got some gnarly fungus. You nasty fuck. Sorry. Uh Sorry. You're going to need some antifungal cream. Don't lie to yourself. You itch and you make other people itch. Princess Peach, you are definitely going to need some generic plan B after being kidnapped by King Koopa. Let's just be honest. I mean, he wasn't abducting you to do his laundry. Am I right? And by the way, I'm sorry about your trauma. We have some antidepressants that may get you through some dark days. And is anyone giving Yoshi heartworm medication? Does anyone even care for this dog lizard thing? <laughs> he probably has a mess of parasites. But don't worry, little guy. A couple of these pills and you'll be shitting out flatworms before you can make some dumb squeaking sound. <laughs> Waluigi, you're going to need antipsychotics, clearly. Donkey Kong, chemical castration. I know you don't want to be raising any more ditties. And Luigi, sweet Luigi, <laughs> you are just a bundle of fears and anxieties. And you're going to need fistfuls of pills if you're ever going to want to step out of the shadow of your brother. I mean, I'm no psychologist. And along those lines, I'm also not a doctor. I can't prescribe anything. I'm merely a sales rep informing this freak show of a community of what my products can do for you. If you want a prescription, you're going to have to talk to Dr. Wario, who will make it rain down pills faster than you can match their colors. <laughs> Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, pharmaceutical company. <laughs> trying to trying to convert all these mushroom poppers. <laughs> thank you, Tyler. And Stab is over. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, of course, to our amazing panel, Christy Farley, Daniel Kesnich, and Tyler Kenny. Now, if you enjoyed this edition of the Stab Show, odds are there's something in the other 270 episodes you'll like, too. And you can find those via the podcast outlet of your choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or, of course, Podknife. And if you like to catch these episodes live, all you got to do is tune in to Stab Comedy Theater TV Thursday nights at 8. And then just let the comedy wash over you like so many graduated naval officers. So that's it for tonight, everyone. Until next time, I've been your host, Jesse Jones, reminding you that an apple a day can keep a doctor a good 100 meters or so away, depending on your arm strength. Good night. <laughs>